one, look, formulas aren't bad. It's a great starting point. But leave room for innovation. Mm -hmm, Leave room for... To expand outside of that, yeah. The human heart, the instinct. I'd like to think that one of the most valuable gifts that we uh, underestimate and and downplay is our human instinct. Yeah. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Bench Players. I'm your producer, Denzel. Now, I'm strategy obsessed, right? I believe, and all of us at Sandoval believe, that all creative work should be rooted in strategy. And strategy is never a template or formula that can be applied to every client, brand, or audience. Instead, it's a framework to create from. So with that being said, there is no cookie-cutter approach to client work or creative projects. Now more than ever, consumers' bullshit meters are fine-tuned and they know when they're being manipulated. The biggest mistake you can make in any creative industry, really, is believing that if you follow a formula, you'll be guaranteed success. It's a myth. We're in the business of people. Brands want to build long-term relationships with their audiences, and using a formula won't help you create those authentic relationships you need for success. Okay, so enough of my ranting. In this episode, the guys discuss this idea that one size does not fit all, that strategy needs to be adapted to each client, brand, and audience, and the countless ways standardization is killing creativity. Most importantly, they give clear and practical action steps to avoid this formulaic approach to your work. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Bench Players. Hey, hey, everybody. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about success, that there is no formula for it. I'm going to do a little story time. Often, as creatives or even from a business perspective, you get attention from clients or other creatives because they see a piece of your work and they try to either talk to you about, hey, can you show me how to replicate that? Or can you do what you did for that project for my business, my project? And I think that's where the conversation starts, that there is no formula for success. Cool. Hey, guys, let's open it up. I know, Gil, when we first started, there was a lot of times where we got a lot of people saying, hey, I saw your movie poster. I saw your social campaign or so-and-so said you worked on this. Uh, That's why I'm calling you. What struggles have we seen with those types of expectations in the sense of success expectation with a new project or new client? I think for us, when we were starting out, it was it, we didn't really know how to have the conversation or we were, we were new at having the conversation of when someone would come to us and say, hey, I really like what you did over there. I want you to do the exact same thing for me. Because in their mind, they thought that was really successful. So if you do the same thing for me, mine will be really successful too. And what they didn't realize, and still to this day, sometimes people don't realize, we just got better at talking about it and communicating it. What people don't realize is there's no equation for that. It doesn't equate to automatic success. That's funny you say that. Um, the problems, as you talked about, we got better about talking about that. The problems haven't really changed. Right. They just got bigger. That's correct. And they're more amplified, more pressure, more resources behind it. Do you guys feel, Dan or Josh, do you feel like it's insulting to you as creatives when someone says, hey, I like what you did. Do that for me. Um, Are you like, yes, sir. I'd love to. Josh hates it. No, I I mean, I wouldn't (laughs) consider insulting at all. It's just more of, um, it's, uh, it goes against my nature and wanting to repeat the same thing. Um, So it's not insulting to me. I would, I, I see why they liked certain aspects or elements of the recent creative that they've seen that they want to incorporate into their campaign or, or project. But 
it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. in, in, my, in my mind. Like I have to, it, it's all um, entangled with each other. It's, it's the project that, that you already have that you're presenting us to come up with the ideas. And then we uh, are influenced by that and inspired to create better stuff for them. Dan, do you feel like it's like copying when someone says that? <laughs> I So I feel like it depends on exactly how it's, presented to you like if somebody says i like that animation can you duplicate it i would then pose the question what did you like about it the style okay well that fits this client and and then if if i see okay that'll work for you why not you know there are people who wear two small shirts it would fit you too my thing is i would want to make sure that it fits what the project needs so if the style is like that won't really work for this then i would then pose hey i think this would work yeah. Instead of this, it's not saying no. It's like, what do you think about this? Because I think this would work better for you. You go therapist on them yeah, a little bit. What's is, the proper way to do it? Though? Is there is is, is there <laughs> hey, an ethical? I, lo- I love your work. I, I, what could you do for mine? For me personally, and you guys know this from the band days, I cannot replicate anything. It comes out the way it comes out. Right. Success, the formula. What? Why? Why do we even consider formula? I mean, obviously, I, I think something we talked about before starting was that. A formula, like from the way I understand it, is you x plus x or x with an x equals whatever. The equal sign in creativity when you have a live audience and a bunch of different people is a hard formula to to create. But I think we want to operate it that way. And we talked about when we started the business that a lot of people, the first advice I don't know about you was, you know, it's like typical Prince's principles. Automate create formulas so that way you keep your overhead down and you maximize on your profits, right? Yep. And it was the purpose to create efficiency. I think in some ways what it's done is it's taken away from the creative solution. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think you can come up with very various answers for a certain problem or, or, or whatever. It doesn't mean it was the best solution. Yeah. So my opinion is that we took the formula and instead of making it a starting point, we made it the be all. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I think as human beings, we try to gravitate towards whatever is going to give us an edge to be successful. So I think that's where it comes from. I think it comes from an insecurity. Dude, that's fear. Yeah. Fear to lose. Uh-huh. Fear to fail. Yeah. So you, you look at something, you say it worked over there. So I won't. So then the question is, why don't, why don't we do that? Like, wh- I mean, I think and this is really getting transparent when we first started uh we had to learn to really do the communication thing better with clients right the strategy that's part of it but i think we always said wow we're gonna give them more than they even asked for right in Mm -hmm. a good way right Mm -hmm. um that sometimes was difficult what i'm getting at is why is it that we're wired to let's just scratch the not formula but take the risk Mm -hmm. worth the failure versus i think i think majority of the time they're telling you don't take the risk take what's going to push things forward in their mind you know what i mean yeah but the, again do you guys feel that i i don't think that formulas are bad i think sometimes they they create a starting point like yeah. there's certain let's call it starting points for a mission and vision statement i think those are very helpful right mm-hmm. but you still have to you know it still has to make sense to you you know what i mean yeah you can't just say hey Put something you care about here and it's going to sound like you actually care. Yeah, my problem with formulas, and I, I don't think formulas are bad. I think when we all use the same formulas and use them as a steadfast rule, then we're 
then we all arrive at the same place with the same thing and everything just becomes vanilla. Everything just becomes the same. So for you, you talked about the mission statement formulas, right? Or mission vision statements. When we all use those mission and vision statement formulas, it's very hard to create something that's different from that to deviate from that. So all of everyone's mission and vision statement starts to sound the same. We exist on this earth to bring blah, 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 to change the world. To be the best. To right? be the best mm-hmm. at this and then change the Number world. Number one. Yeah. And it's like, I've heard that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I've seen that. I've seen that a thousand times. I mean, and we see it in all of our industries and we see it through everything, mm-hmm. right? All, every, every action poster has a, a certain look and a feel. <laughs> every, mm-hmm. every Marvel poster or every like superhero poster has yeah. a certain look and a feel. And, that's, and that creates an opportunity, for, especially for us, when you're able to think outside the box. And that's why when someone allows you and, and trusts you enough to think outside the box and be creative you create something that stands out. So when everyone is, when everyone's doing all of these, all, all of these uh, uh, superhero posters and they all look the same with the, you know, with the character totem pole style layout. Right. And all of them are just mm. like they're in an epic scene and blah, blah, blah. And then you see someone completely different, do something completely different. It stands out. And then, uh, uh, gosh, I got to remember this guy's name, but there's then going into innovation. Where does innovation fit within a formula? Right. How do you, how do you punch in that into the formula, right? But to your point, if these people make these awesome posters that we love, by the way, I think those posters. I mean, there's that familiarity strategy. That's true. Like, I love it. That's what I expect. It's like Hallmark. I, I don't think we all go watch. I don't watch Hallmark, but occasionally, I think my wife does. But um, I'll sit and watch a movie. And I'll enjoy it. But you know what you're going to get. It's familiar. Right. So we're not knocking on that. For sure. But to your point, that one guy that does the different, say, Marvel-type poster, grabs all the attention, and guess what? Everyone comes to mimic that. Right. And I was talking to, uh, to someone um, that was telling me, have you heard about this law of innovation? That's one person will break the cycle. It's all a cycle. Everything mm-hmm. repeats itself. I know, Josh, you always say that, like, history repeats itself. So one person will innovate something that everyone has exhausted. And then when that person elevates, it is a given that people will find a way to do it less expensive, with less time, with more uh, quote-unquote efficiency. And what it does, it creates a, a basically a diluted, uh, lower quality version. So then that no longer has the same value because it's oversaturated. Right. And it's waiting for someone else to do something different. Mm-hmm. And then it repeats itself. Right. I think the... The takeaways here, and I think something really great that Denzel put in these notes is whatever formula you're following, I think you got to be careful. Is it subtracting any authenticity, empathy, and value? Yeah. And <laughs> the the interesting part, and you remember being in these meetings where, uh, especially like eight, ten years ago, when people would like, say, name a specific demographic. Oh, yeah, they like this, this, and that. Right. And I'm just like, have you asked them? Mm-hmm. Have you been with them? All of them? <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's and even with the internet now, there is like your your son. I don't know if uh, you you know this is your son. Last night uh, he was drawing a Ford Mustang on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and I knew what it was and asked him. Oh yeah, it's a Mustang. And it by the way, it wasn't just a regular. I think he was drawing like a GT because the badge was placed at a certain position. Yep. And he even got these. The Mustang, the bumper has these like little I don't know what called like circular things on. I'm like. And I'm just like, how is a kid, when was he born in uh, 2014, 14, 
that car is a was a 60 some 60 i think it was a 66 i should know this i was impressed by it but how how is it that he he drew a car like that so what i'm saying is we can oh that kid should only be watching whatever kids are watching these days right the internet has amplified what people know hence we should use that information to learn more versus just using formulas because you know trends say x y and z i think a lot of people view formulas as like a more of like a train track you know a train can't deviate it just goes on it then it gets to where it needs to go i feel like we see it more as like a freeway and you can get off if you get a better idea or we come up with a more creative or it's faster this way and then we hop back on later on i feel like that's more of what we how we see it and i feel like people view it as a formula like like you know like you'll said it's good Formulas are good. We're not knocking on it, but yeah. I feel like a lot of people view it as you have to follow this and you can't deviate and it'll turn out great if you just follow this. And we're more like, you know, hey, if we come up with a better idea along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there, we, is, we don't need a starting point. For is that. there exactly. a moment where y- you might have uh, pivoted from a formula and go, you know what's not working? Like, because you know, you, ha- you guys have your go tos, hmm. but is there a moment where, you know, I had to scratch it? It happens a lot when we're filming these documentaries, <laughs> it happens mm-hmm. a lot throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really pinpoint one right now. Bro, we just but, we just did that this morning <laughs> and last and last night. Yeah. But how does it affect you as far as the pay media side? Because yeah. that's like what people want. We want uh that feels more for formulaic. Yeah, exactly. You you have your yeah. buckets, you have your target audience, so you kinda know where you're gonna start. But like yeah. how does that affect you as far as following formula? Oh man. When did you get so professional? Dang. I think the variable, in my opinion, is the creative. That's the non-formula part for me. And what I'm getting at is I feel like, yeah, there's audiences, buckets, but guess what? When you see the data come back or the engagement or behavior not going in the in the direction you'd like it to or they're, they're not, say, taking the objective that you're having um, strongly, then that's where basically all your settings change. So to me, I'm just basically I'm... I think I like to use my instinct and gut into the formula versus just, well, this is what the, the program or this is what everyone's telling us. But at the end of the day, when I see the numbers come back, we, uh, we talk about a lot about this in our marketing team is what is the story those metrics are trying to tell? And then that informs the process. So to me, it sounds bad, but I'm almost less concerned how we start. I'm more concerned of how we go. And it's to your point of the train example, which I think is genius, because that's really is. Yeah. Here's a question, and you guys are going to laugh, but I, I hope that this will be good for the audience. How many of you guys actually read the instructions before you build, let's say, an, Ike- an Ikea thing? I would say I'm an ex- instruction mm-hmm. without saying a bad word, though. Um, yes, I read the instructions <laughs> okay. all the way through okay. twice. Interesting. And then I start building. Interesting, Gil. I don't read them. Okay. Through, you know. Josh? Yeah, I follow them. Wow. I don't. And I'll put it, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I build it so wrong. I put, I will <laughs> drill holes like, well, you know, this is faster than <laughs> reading this, whatever. I See, I think it, it takes away more, I think vision, that's the word, vision to build something without uh, instructions than with. My wife does the same thing. And then it'll fall apart two weeks later and she's like, hey, you need to, where's the instructions? I don't know. Like, well, well, how the hell am I supposed to do it? She's like, well, I did it. I'm like, yeah, but it fell. (laughs) (laughs) I I think about it more from the the engineer side of things. Like the person made every single part for a purpose. Respect. Dang. Exactly. Dang, dude. It's there for a reason. Oh, snap. Yep. 
Dang, dude. I, if it has to do with my kids, I'll read the instructions. <laughs> if it has to do with like just like something I'm building for myself. Oh, Josh, and you know what? Josh could probably relate more to this, and this is something that is my pet peeve. When I read the instructions and it says three pieces of this, four of that, five of this, there's one and missing. then there's- Or an extra. <laughs> there's an extra. And then you finish and you're like, wait, yeah. where the hell you does back, this go? Yeah, then I'm like, I check all the little holes. And I'm like, there's, yeah. there's one. Here's, here's my beef with formulas, guys. Let's let's use a photographer for example, right? Let's 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 say a great photographer. He took this beautiful image of this of a bridge or mm-hmm. a for, oh you you took a beautiful image when we were in South Africa of yeah. of um Gorgeous the shot. the mountains and the clouds coming over came yeah Cape Town uh and, and and the clouds coming over blah blah blah. You can very easily say here's the formula for how I took this image, mm-hmm. right? You have a camera Set mm. you set set your your shutter speed at this. You set your ISO at this. Do this, etc., cetera, wow. etc. Cetera. Stand six hundred feet from the shore on this way. Angle forty five degrees this way. Make sure you are, you know, five nine in height, and you hold the camera, you know, um, waist high. Blah blah, and click the click the button at three p.m. The problem with that is that there are so many variables that you cannot account for that you're not going to get the same image because in order for you to be able to take that kind of image and have it come come out that way specifically has taken your entire career as a photographer to know exactly what to do when it came down to it. Is there a formula? Sure. There is a ratio between your ISO Mm -hmm. and your shutter speed and all these things. So yes, there is some form of formula there, but it has to, shift and ebb and flow depending on what's happening around you and the problem with the notion of formulas is that it's this steadfast rule in marketing if you do one Mm -hmm. two three you're going to get the result number four you're going to get number four and that's not how it works you don't get to the same success or the same outcome by doing one, two, three, every single time, every client and Denzel put it here in the notes. And I think the thing that stood out for me the most, the word that stood out for me the most is the fact that the word human, Mm -hmm. there are humans involved. And when there are humans involved, there's variable, there's inconsistencies because we are all very different. All three of us grew up in the same household with the same parents, with the same, story with the same life yet all three of us are very different there are similarities between us but we are very very different i think i think to to add on on what's at stake is this is that if everyone is doing things a certain way because it's let's say the starting point where we all start that's great but what is it that sets you apart and i think as we talk about hey what are some solution-based kind of things that you can put into your approach is formulas aren't bad. It's a great starting point, but leave room for innovation, leave yeah. room for to expand the, outside of that. Yeah. The human heart, the instinct. I, I, I'd like to think that one of the most valuable gifts that we under uh, estimate and, and downplay is our human instinct. Um, you know, my daughter always talks to me, oh, dad, look at all the senses we have. She reminds me every time I do something, oh, you know what senses you're using? I'm like, and in my mind, it's like, why, I'm like, why are we talking about this? But the truth is you're doing a lot more than you know. Right. It's just the formula is the easiest thing you understand. So what do I mean by instincts? It's, it's like, to your point, he might've held that camera in, in, in Cape Town and go, you know what? Not time to hit the, 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 the you know, the button. Right. Or he might say, you know, what? I just want to go a little wider. Why? That that is 
preferential, whatever. But it's the depth of the experience. It's, it's, I think there's so much into it. And it's the, 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 you ever heard the theory of the cooking with love that it's a real thing? Mm-hmm. Right? It, intentionality, all that's good stuff. And I think that what's at stake, if we only consider formulas as a be-all, I think you're going to miss the magic. Right. And also, you may end up wondering, man, what's on the other side? Right. What could I possibly do more of? And uh, and I think there is when we, if we if you're talking about success and it all comes down to how do you um, what is your definition success definition of success and what is the agreement you signed with yourself, then the truth is what mindset you bring into it and what walls and barriers and ideas you want to achieve. Some of them may be found in a formula, some of them may not, and that that's a struggle for some people. Because you talked about the photography thing. The truth is, I know tons of people that they're like. Just give me the settings. I just they're, they're, they don't believe I in the that. heart. I, they don't believe know, in the. I was like, like that. The depth I think the, I think the the problem is too, and um, you would you would know. I mean, it's the the ability to adapt. If the sun would have come out of the clouds and hit your lens, you you wouldn't just take the same picture. They go, shit, it's brighter. I need to adjust, and then you adjust. So then your formula that that was on the line that he posted wouldn't work in that scenario yeah. because something changed and it's not predictable. I feel like life isn't predictable. People aren't predictable. Everything always changes. Yeah. And not to get super tangenty, tangenty here or derail this whole thing, but I think the problem comes and stems from a world that continues to put us into a cookie cutter model of one size fits all, a one size fits all formula with not only with the education system, but just like life in general. Mm -hmm. Like this is how your life should be. You have to have a nine to five. You have to have, you know, success is two cars, a a big house, a marriage, three kids, you know, like this is the ideal scenario for your life for you to be happy. And how many people reach that ideal scenario and then want to blow, blow their brains out. But it stems from, fear and the place of i want to ensure the expectation of what i put in because we're so afraid of what we might get out right right with the whole family thing the education system i also think that in that respect what are you supposed to do with millions of kids right you got to put them through imagine if the kids at school go hey guys you're gonna find your way here's all the stuff you figured i mean not i think that's the other side of it right i'm getting i think that we turned something that was a great starting point to something that we're now afraid of from a failure standpoint Right. versus how do we innovate? I mean, if we haven't changed the school system, haven't changed the way we, we perceive ourselves, which is a big one, haven't changed the way we are, are processed or innovated them, then how could we expect, I don't know, progress or even, yeah. I don't know, personal happiness, unless that's what you want. You know what I mean? Right. It, and, it and dude, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Like I have, I have three kids. My oldest, my my eldest, my son, he is very formulaic. He likes formulas. He likes structure. He likes things to be written down, instructions, et cetera. My daughter, it's the complete opposite. My daughter does not like instructions. She doesn't, she wants to do her own thing when she wants to do it, et cetera, et cetera. For me to teach or for, for me to expect the same thing from both of them and for them to have the exact same path is wrong because they're both different. So my approach for them is I want to find what works for you, what the path that you like, what what is good for you? What do you? How do you yeah. want to get there? And I want to encourage that as yeah. a parent. So I think for us as professionals, it is mm. a disservice for you to say I'm going to give mm. you the exact same thing that I gave 
him because you're not taking into account variables. You're not taking into account the fact that your last client was a completely different business owner than your new client. Yep. They could be very different. They, their their mm-hmm. monetary situation could be very different. Their risk for app, their appetite for risk could be very different. Yep. Their 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 uh, everything. Mm-hmm. So many different variables, mm-hmm. and you're not taking those things into consideration. So by you just saying sure, no problem, going through your formula and doing the exact same thing and producing the exact same outcome, it's not going to work the same. Yeah, and I think the 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 takeaway there for you know. If, for anyone who operates their business, whether you're a one-man shop or a bigger one, is that sometimes that's where changing the client base you have. Right. Because if you're like, look, I, I don't want to give you the same thing that you got last time because that's not what I do. Or sometimes you have to say no even though um, the client doesn't care otherwise. It's almost <laughs> like you're having to say no for them right. because you know this might not work, well, right? And, and that's why like it, through experience, we've learned that communication is key yeah and asking questions is key because then you make them realize Mm -hmm. you kind of shed light on this is why it shouldn't be the same for you because this is different right so you start asking questions Mm -hmm. well tell me about your business tell me why you want a new Mm -hmm. logo tell me why you want a new website tell me why you want a new campaign why what was wrong with your old campaign what was wrong what happened last Mm -hmm. year then you start seeing yes Yes, that one was really cool, but this one has to be tailored to you for it mm-hmm. to work. For it to fit you, it has to be tailored to you and your situation because they they were they were spending $10,000 a month on ads. Mm-hmm. You don't have $10,000 a month. Yep. You have $1,000 a month. You have let's use what you have to create an optimal situation and outcome for you. Because if we use mm-hmm. it's not apples to apples. If we use with them, you're going to run out of money in 3 weeks. You know, we can't do that. Yeah. We, that's not good for you. So I think it's important for us to make sure that we are communicating. We're talking to our clients, to the people that we're serving, to our teams, right? To our to our people, even internally and say, what works for you? What do you need? How How is this? How are you doing? What is going on with you? How is your business doing? Asking the questions that we need to ask in order to get the outcome that we want, not just say, this is how I do it. The worst thing, and this is like, I, I've always hated this. And this is like one of the worst things that a client can tell you, or really anyone can tell you, this is how we've always done it. Mm. I think that's one of the worst things that you can say. And whenever I think, start thinking that way, I, I immediately place myself into a, a, a mental state of this needs to change. This is the way we've always done it. Just because this is the way we've always done it does not mean this is right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it right. And it doesn't mean that it's mm-hmm. going to always work. Mm-hmm. Current times have, has taught us that. We thought the entertainment industry is bulletproof, right? Like theaters, they're bulletproof. Everyone's always going to want to go yeah. to the movies. Yeah. And then 2020 hit and said, nah, yep. right? So there is no, there is no. And it's funny, it, it, that was so unforeseen. And now we got to land this plane. I'll try to land it. Um, is that we knew that if we weren't innovating, someone else would, and they would, you know, quote unquote, eat our lunch, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever realized that the theater stuff was going to happen, right? Right. Very interesting. Um, and no one could have expected that, right? But it's so interesting how, again, I, you guys tell me, but I think the takeaway with this formula conversation and, and um, standardizing success. Um, is that I think you got to make it personal. I think you got to make it human. 
And for sure, you have to. And it's so hard to innovate when you're winning. Mm -hmm. It's so freaking comfortable. I'm not saying that we were like super comfortable, but I don't think we thought. <laughs> I don't we, think we, we were thought of comfortable. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think we didn't, we didn't think of what a pandemic could do because we'd right. never been through one, right? Mm -hmm. But what it made me realize is if we're not pushing ourselves, if we're not breaking these formulas in the sense of pushing them to the next limit life's going to do it and then we're going to have to figure it out and we're going to be late. Right. And then guess what? I Dude, there's someone right now in the gym working out for the next shot yep. that we want. And the truth is, look, all of us, we're human. Let's be real. All of us want an opportunity. We all do. Just it's how are we putting in the time, are we putting in the work when no one cares about you, right? So I think if we can make this, if we can make it personal, if we can innovate um, and make a human, I, I, I think you'll find some type of success. Thank you for listening to the Bench Players Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I hope to catch you at the next episode. Until then, check us out on Instagram at sandoval.agency and on our website, sandovalagency.com. <laughs>